Well, Alex. Hi. Week nine is behind us. We are nice. We're filming a little bit late, later than usual. It's true. The Bears played. So for those of you wondering at home why our eyes are bloodshot, it's not for nefarious reasons. No, nah, the NFL was drunk this week. We decided to drink too. I think that's that's what happened, right? That's probably and the, what. And the Bears played, so we just wanted to get through it and feel sober after they hit the crossbar, even though it was 10 yards short. Yeah. Yeah, it was. What a rough game. I just feel bad for Justin's Fields. Just can't find a way to get a win, but he the looks NFL like he's getting better. Looked like they fixed that game with how many penalties were called. I, as a, I didn't even gamble on the game. I don't gamble on Bears games because I don't want it to be part of me watching the Bears. Justin Fields, one, looks like a legitimate NFL quarterback. That is the first time the Bears have had a legitimate NFL quarterback outside of Jay Cutler in maybe my entire life. Shout out Eric Kramer in the mid 90s, maybe. But like, they have a quarterback and they have a terrible cap situation. They have the oldest roster in the NFL and they have a terrible head coach. Just really unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, that game was definitely fixed. They called more penalties on the Bears than I've ever seen that weren't penalties. And they didn't call penalties on the Steelers, which were clearly penalties. Sorry, nobody tunes in to listen to this. That's fine. That's fine. I don't know. Just it's, super frustrating. It's like, God, man. Unbelievable. You know, we weren't going to win the division anyway, so maybe it's for the best because, you know, just draft yeah, pick so season, right? Yeah, they have a higher draft pick, which they don't have a first round pick because they oh, traded it for oh, Justin they Fields. They don't have that. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. That's rough. Hmm. Sure is. Anyway, the NFL was super weird this week. If you were playing in fantasy, which I'm assuming you are because you're listening to us, I think this was one of the lowest scoring weeks that we've ever had where <laughs> there were where there were mul multiple leagues that people just, you know, doubled uh, whoever was playing them. Uh, there was random injuries of Chase Edmonds and all of a sudden uh, James Conner scoring 40 points and a half PPR or like just weird, like the NFL is weird. The Bills lose to the Jags. The Cowboys get destroyed by the Broncos. Like what in the blue hell is going on in the NFL? And we're here to give you fantasy advice. And nobody, literally nobody has any idea. If they tell you they think they know what's going to happen, they're lying to you. They have no idea. All right, let's roll these week 10 waivers. <laughs> Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos. Jason and Alex back again here to chat and talk about some Week 10 waivers. But before, I, uh, before we get too deep into this, I think... You know what? I'll do it as a waiver. I will do it as a waiver question. Let me just look up the availability. Sorry, guys. I'm kind of playing this by ear. It is I, I was going to say, well, while, while you're looking it up, I just added Rob Gronkowski in our league because he was a free agent and dropped a defense. Okay. That was on a buy. Eh, no. Might as well, right? It could be eh. worse. All right. Yeah. Uh, our first waiver person is widely rostered, rostered in about 75% of leagues. However, is this allowed? His value has never been lower. He uh -oh. is being dropped at almost a double-digit percentage clip week over week. And I'm intrigued. He could be significant down the stretch. That person, our first waiver wire target, Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, interesting. He is rostered in about 75% of leagues. Again, yeah. cut, put on waivers by the Cleveland Browns. He has 48 hours to go through waivers, be processed, come out the other side. 
do you think anybody actually puts in a claim on OBJ? Odell is currently stuck in the colon of the NFL waiver process. And it's a dark place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not where you want to be. Um, I think that he should be rostered in that he's going to be on a playoff team at some point because he's already said or his agent or whoever was like, hey, if the if somebody that's not in the playoff hunt claims me, there's going to be issues. Um, I'm actually disappointed that I dropped him in our league. Um, I, I held on to him for eight weeks, nine weeks, and then dropped him this week. Uh, I then tried to get him back with a zero bid and somebody bid $1 and I got outbid because I thought I can get him back for free, which was really disappointing. Ouch. That's what you get for being cheap, my friend. That was not a worse way a to lose than to be spend outkicked. A buck on him? Yeah. Oof. I, I dropped him couldn't for nothing. Part, I wanted to get him part, back for nothing. Couldn't part with a single dollar. Um, you work, you no, sound like you work in finance. Accounting, actually. Thank you very much. Um, Odell has been like he was he was one of the first guys that we crapped on on this podcast uh, going back a year and a half ago um, where he hasn't really done all that much. Like so say, 2019 he crapped on us. I, it wasn't us. It was somebody else, actually, just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We got there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got there. Sorry if I if I missed the reference earlier. Um, so I mean, Odell has had a couple thousand yard seasons. Uh, Five he years went ago, thousand in, in twenty nineteen and twenty eighteen. But I mean. What have you done for me lately? Yeah, I mean, his first three years in the league, he had 12 touchdowns, 13 and 10. He hasn't been over six since. He has zero touchdowns this year. Um, what's the likelihood that he's going to go somewhere and all of a sudden score a touchdown every other week? I mean, maybe it's higher than I think it is, but I just super unlikely, right? So I, he's got a, like a torn like shoulder labrum, I believe. Um, he's not healthy. His dad can put together any mixtape that he wants of the professor, um, overthrowing, overthrowing his son. But like, I just don't think that you don't think he gets claimed. Well, no, he's not going to get claimed because of his contract. You really don't think he'll get claimed? No, of course not. His contract, they've, they restructured it so that, um, they had a signing bonus like immediately upon signing so that it would give the Browns cap relief if he got signed. So he's not going to get signed because his cap hits too much and no NFL team has that much cap space. And then he'll go somewhere else and be a free agent. I would be very surprised if he gets signed just because of his contract structure. Um, so yeah, could he be a difference maker? Sure. Um, should you try to add him? Of course I wouldn't bid anything on him personally. Because if somebody else wants him, I think he turns into a roster bomb somewhere else where he doesn't know the offense and they already have an established offense. If they're already in the playoffs, um, he's going to be their wider. He's going to be a wide receiver three somewhere at best. He is the sixth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL and pro football focus grades him below the top 50 wide receivers. He's 96th in the NFL in receiving yards. I mean, plain and simple, he's just not worth the money. So, that's why I agree with you. I think he also clears waivers and becomes a UFA to sign anywhere. My question for you is, where do you think he signs? Because I have a team in mind. So... In my mind, there's two different spots. One that all of the Minnesota Vikings show up with a free Odell t-shirt on. Um, so that that's one space. Um, Justin Jefferson's an LSU guy. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised to see him sign in Minnesota. Sorry, KJ Osborne. Um, and the other one, which apparently is a thing, is that Russell Wilson is kind of politicking for him to show up in Seattle 
which would destroy Lockett's value, at least in my opinion, where those two are going to be a thing and DK Metcalf is still going to be the number one. OBJ evidently would like to play for the Seahawks. Um, when asked about it, Pete Carroll would not say whether or not his team also wants Beckham. He said, you'll see. And when pressed further, he said, we're aware of what's going on and we've been involved to understand it and compete to know what's happening. We'll let you know as soon as it happens. I got to wait. So I didn't say yes and I didn't say no. That's because you'll see. They have the cap to absorb his seven and a quarter million dollar salary for the balance of the season. About a third of league teams could absorb the deal without having to move money. Um, the Seahawks being one of them. Maybe they go out on a limb and claim him. I don't think that they do, but I think that he probably ends up signing there anyway. The Seahawks uh, did also pursue uh, Josh Gordon uh, earlier in the season, but that obviously went elsewhere. So they've been active in He's the done nothing in the during or in season free agency market. So I I think he probably ends up on the Seahawks if I had to guess. Yeah, Pete Carroll trying to be Alexander Hamilton and saying just you wait, just you wait. Um, I don't think it matters. I I just don't think it matters overall. I would add him. I don't think you need to bid on him other than a zero bid. Um. And if you get him, that's great. And you'll try to figure out when to play him. And I just don't see him exploding or being the Odell Beckham Jr. that he was uh, literally five years ago. <laughs> All like, right. Literally five years ago. He had 10 touchdowns in 2016 as a 24 year old. And his best season since has been a thousand yards and six touchdowns in 2018. Like it's just not there. It's not clicking. It's not working. Yeah. So. Add OBJ, hold, see where he ends up, see if it clicks. But next yep. up, let's move on. We've had some injuries um, that have led to some openings. The first of which is Zach Moss having a concussion and leaving the game against the Jags, who somehow beat the Buffalo Bills. Um, Devin Singletary <laughs> is available. Crazy. Devin Singletary is available in, let's see, about uh, 40% of leagues, 40, 45% of leagues should be rostered more places in case Zach Moss actually ends up missing time. Uh, Singletary, Singletary played 71% of the snaps after Zach Moss left with a concussion. He had six carries for 16 yards. Obviously not what you want to see. What you do want to see, eight targets, seven catches, 65 receiving yards. So, 13 touches, the most he's had since week four. I think he's definitely a streaming option next week against the Jets. If Zach Moss doesn't play. My assumption when somebody gets a concussion is that they will be back the next week unless they get, like, carted off like Taysom Hill. Um... Whether that's the right thing to say or the wrong thing, I don't know. But um, I don't trust the Bills running back, even if they're the only running back, because I just don't don't trust it. Singletary has one touchdown this year. Uh, he's been over 10 points one game. Um, yes, they're playing the Jets. It's a good matchup. But I'm pretty sure Josh Allen's going to be pretty pissed after getting shut down by the by the by, the Jaguars this week, um, and I would just be surprised if the entire offense doesn't run through him um, in New York against the Jets. I like, I appreciate it. I you just, don't respect it. I just don't trust. No, I. I mean, I respect it too. I just don't trust it. I, I don't. I don't trust a Bills running back to produce at any level in any game. Doesn't matter if they're the only one or not. Okay, fair, 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 fair. Either way, 
you know, we're talking streamable options, right? So I think streaming worthy, I think is a decent flex play against probably the worst team in the league. Next up. Yeah, that's that, that I would say that's fair. Um, like if, if you're working on a bye week and you're in rough shape, like the Bears are on a bye, Houston's on a bye. There, there's two more teams, but like I just don't it doesn't really matter. So like Cincinnati's on a bye. So if you have Mixon and you're in rough shape, I guess you have Singletary to fall back on. And the Giants like Ah, Booker, I guess, has been okay. If you have Barkley, you're probably screwed anyway. It's just not that bad of a bye week um, because Monty is splitting carries. He's coming back. He's hurt. Herbert didn't really do anything. Like the only, the only I'll do it as a board bet. Come. I'll do it as a board bet. Okay. I'll do top 20 if Zach Moss sits. See, you're so talking him down, talking him down, talking him down. There's only 28 starting running backs. Well, you said I, I said he's a streamer. Streamer to me is an RB3 or better. So I actually put it up to top 20. I didn't even That's say RB2. I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. You know you're so far behind on the board bets that at this point you're just you're just begging for something. Well, this is a nice this is a this was an easy, easy dub here. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'll take that. So Singletary top 20 is what you said. I'll yeah, take that. If Moss sits is the caveat. Yeah. I, yeah, I got it. Next up available in 40% of ESPN leagues is Kenyon Drake. Ah, uh, man, he needs to be rostered in a lot more than 60% of leagues. Don't you think? Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, we, we had a somewhat of a controversy in our league where Adrian Peterson was available for like, I don't know, 15 minutes after it was reported that he was going to be signed by the Titans and somebody dropped Kenyon Drake to pick up Adrian Peterson. Um, Drake and outscored people, him. And yeah, and Drake outscored Peterson this week. And Peterson scored a touchdown. And Drake did not score a touchdown, right? If, if I have that... Uh, Kenyon Drake correct. played 46% of snaps, only saw one fewer snap than Josh Jacobs, only had four carries, but did have 30 rushing yards. However, he had eight targets, six catches, yeah. 70 yards. Alex, those eight targets are more than Josh Jacobs has ever had in a game in his career. <laughs> Ever had in a game in his entire career. Kenyon Drake, Drake has double digit touches in two straight games and more than 16 fantasy points in three straight. He is a weekly flex player at worst. And Jacobs is perpetually hurt. Uh, if he misses any more time, I love Kenyon Drake as a high end RB2. Yep. Handcuffing season available in 40% of leagues. Um, even, and the, the main thing for me on this, right, is that John Gruden, since he's been terminated, Kenyon Drake in half PPR leagues has 20.3, 15.4 by week and 13 points. And the only week he didn't score a touchdown was this last week and he still dropped 13 on people. So like that's more than serviceable. Um, he's got Kansas city this week when we know they ain't stopping anybody except Jordan love. Cause he sucks. So like there's nothing to be worried about. And I think he is more than playable uh, going forward. Yep. And I would, I would much rather have Kenyon Drake than Adrian Peterson. Yep. So all of these guys that we have talked about thus far, we haven't talked to any fab yet, but OBJ, Devin Singletary, Kenyon Drake, how much fab are you dropping on these dudes? OBJ, uh, OBJ, how much are you blowing? OBJ, I'm spending zero on. Okay. Like, I just, it's not, it's not worth it. There's other wide receivers that are going to guarantee more targets like a Tim Patrick. Or I want even to Dominic. get excited, and it's easy to get excited over OBJ because of but the don't do previous it. history, but I would, I would limit myself to no more than like 12%. That's way too much. I'd rather have like Donovan People Jones or something like that. Than, than OBJ just because <laughs> moonshot moon Krog over here. No, it's not, it's just being on it. Like I know that those is targets. Shade. It's not even shade. I just 
Odell hasn't done anything for four years, five years. All right. So, I, so he's a zero. As so far ta- as talk to me about Devin Singletary. How much, how much fabulous are we? How fabulous are we getting? Fabulous. Uh, I wouldn't go more than 10% on Singletary. Go, go, go. I don't trust Bill's running backs. Zach Moss will be back at some point. More than how many percent? Um, so what? Okay, that's fine on a one week rental. I don't disagree. Kenyon Drake, what about Drizzy? How much are you dropping on Drizzy? Drizzy Drake. Come on now. You just um, you just did I, the hype train. You were on it. You can't get off now. I would yeah, I would spend somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent to get him. Yeah, if, you shouldn't get him for that. You should just spend closer to thirty, I think. Yeah, but I, I think you can get him because if he's not already rostered, then I think you're in a crappy league anyway. Um, <laughs> so what about our listeners that don't have him rostered? That's like calling them crappy no. in a way, isn't it? Well, welcome, welcome to the Sackos <laughs> podcast. Uh, you suck, we, we, we suck, we all suck. We, Cheers. We um, insult our audience. Oh my God, what is wrong with you? Just being honest, um, he, he should be rostered again. I don't think I you would need to spend that fault, much to get him. I would not fault Kenyon Drake. Well, I would not fault leagues if the, uh, like 18 he should leagues, be rostered. not in like eight team leagues or 10 team, maybe I don't know, 10 teams, half of them. <laughs> he, he should be rostered. He's a, he had 20 points and 15 points and then a bye week, and then people are just forgot about him anyway. I, I think you can get him for 10 to 15% um, because people probably just aren't paying attention. All right. Well, if, if he's available, we need to go deeper. So, Ooh. so that is, was, is, is it, is it time for a manscaped ad? No, 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 it's <laughs> not. No, no, we need to go deeper. We need to find some deeper dudes to, to start chatting about. Let's That's talk what she said. about, Patriots running back Ramondre Stevenson. Do we have to? Patriots leading runner, 62 yards, and receiver, 44 yards in week nine. 106 yards on 12 touches. 12! He has seen, Ramondre Stevenson has seen at least eight touches in the last four games. He has been active for and top 12 fantasy points in two of his last three. As you conveniently left there out, there is a healthy that scratch he was, in there. There is a healthy, healthy scratch in there. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying that you trust starting him yet, <laughs> but I am saying he is the best running back on that team. And we are getting into the second half of the fantasy season. He is not carving only. out a role. He has Was a he crap a ton of upside. But if Damian he a healthy Harris, scratch against the Jets, if Damian. <laughs> Harris ever misses time. Ramondre is going to make you some Ramoni because Harris. he is fantastic and he's only rostered in 6% of leagues. So our 12 team, 14 team guys, I would be looking at adding a little bit of spice in the form of Ramondre Stevenson to your benches. You're killing me. Ramondre. Come on now. How much are you spending on Ramondre? Uh, gonna, he's been a healthy. It, yeah, yeah. He, he's been a healthy scratch in uh, four games this year. Uh, he's played he's in five games this rookie. year. Yeah, that, that is. He was. He's a healthy scratch accurate. in one of the last five games. And four out of nine games okay glad that we have that cleared up he's a rookie okay (laughs) okay i I understand that um i'm just hoping i just hope that mac uh, i just i just hope that mac jones doesn't uh screw up handing off to him and then mac jones falls on his ankle and twists and tries to intentionally hurt him that's that's actually one of the things that i hope mac daddy mac mac um Mac Daddy. I don't trust a Patriots running back except for Damian Harris. Um, Brandon Bolden's getting carries. Harris is getting the goal line carries. Yes, Ramondre Stevenson has a touchdown. Um, That was four weeks ago. Um, It 
doesn't interest me. And um, yeah, if you want a bit of dollar or two, go for it. Um, but uh, Damien Harris is clearly the guy here, and I don't really care who his backup is at this point, unless it's James White and he's out for the year. That's fine, but I hate you and you're wrong. Now, okay. Next up. Oh, I mean, how much would you bid on him, Jason? On Ramondre, I would put bad seven percent. It's already bad. Seven percent. Way too much. Don't do it. Six percent. Don't do it. Six percent. Do zero. Literally do zero, and then miss out on Ramondre. Uh, yeah, he's rostered in six percent of leagues. Bid zero. Don't listen to Jason. Next up, Titans running back Deonta Foreman played twenty-two percent of the snaps. This past weekend, carried the ball five times for 29 yards. I know it's not much, but he was definitely the most efficient runner in that backfield. Um, Holy crap, do they miss Derrick Henry. Adrian Peterson was the hot waiver wire ad. I think you and I discussed at length, ad nauseum, last week about how this entire backfield is going to suck. And do you yeah. really want to pick up a, a, a super old dude in street clothes, even if he is a potential Hall of Fame running back in Adrian Peterson? Uh, right. AP only ran for 21 yards on 10 carries. That's not going to get it done. Uh, you can call it rust. You can call it want. I call it whatever you want. I call it being washed. Um, I'm thinking maybe, maybe they uh, relegate AP. To more of a reserve role, maybe kind of feature Foreman a little bit. Do you think Deonta's worthy of at least a provisional ad? He's a zero. He he's for sure a zero. Um, their backfield is really interesting, right? Because if you watch that game, it looked like Jeremy McNick that McNichols was the most explosive of the three backs. Foreman looked fine. He's been historically the back for the Titans. It made sense that he got a little bit of a run. Uh, AP, yeah, bunch of, you know, eight weeks of ring rust, no training camp. He was running high. Collinsworth commented on it. He scored the late touchdown. If he didn't, he would have been trash. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily roster Foreman at this point because McNichols is going to, to carve out a role. Um, they were saying, well, we don't want to give... Mc, uh, McNichols carries because we want him available for passing downs. He's a professional running back. I think he can handle. I think he can handle both. Um, and I would not be surprised to see him handling both going forward at some point. Um, so I, I would avoid Foreman at this point. Um, and even Peterson is just. Uh, I think you have to continue to roster him. Um, of the three, I think I would prefer McNichols, honestly. Okay. But yeah, but he's it's, not it's, there. It's a three-headed monster. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's not there, though. Do you pick up Deonta Foreman in case he becomes something? Or do you just leave him? Um, I probably leave him. I, I, I have a hard time seeing him being productive. I mean, McNichols is at 57%. Uh, Peterson's at 53%. Um, I... I would not be able to have three rostered running backs from the same team. So I, I just don't, I, I just don't see it happening yet. Yeah. And now if, now if Peterson got cut, somewhat unlikely, must no, going to hold him. But I, I agree. Cause he's, I mean, he's the backup or whatever, you know, he's, I don't know. McNichols is at yep. least the third down guy, and then you're going to have one of the other two RBs on early downs and goal line. Right. So I, w- I would consider a zero add, especially in 14 or 16 team leagues. I would add Deonta Foreman. Yeah, for sure. Now, next up, we have Indianapolis Colts running back Naheem Hines. This Dropped is. We're finally talking about somebody that I want to talk about. Dropped in a ton of leagues. Um, basically, from the outset of the season, um, has seen his rostered percentage decline in ESPN leagues 
now only rostered in about 43% of ESPN leagues. Um, had quite the game for the Colts this past week. Um, scored less than seven fantasy points in five straight games going into the weekend, but top 20 fantasy points in week nine against the Jets. Double-digit touches for the first time since week three. Uh, at least five targets in two straight games. And also, Marlon Mack. Healthy scratch last week. Healthy scratch. Bye. Healthy scratch again. Uh, I think Naheem Hines is sort of a low floor, high ceiling play. Uh, it's I, true. I think I would monitor the usage. If you're looking at snap counts, even without Mac last week, Naheem Hines was only in on 31% of plays. Jonathan Taylor's usage shot up to 74% last week. But this week, Naheem Hines, instead of 31% last week, jumped all the way up to 45% in on 28 snaps. Jonathan Taylor settled in at about 70%. So the usage is there. Mm-hmm. I think it's a decent offense and Naheem Hines can break some plays. So I think he's probably going to settle in as a matchup based quality play. I would look I to agree. start him at home. I would or in plus matchups on the road in good weather. Jacksonville at home in week 10. I, I like that matchup a lot. Uh, he mm-hmm. did rob Jonathan Taylor of a touchdown as well against the Jets. If Naheem yeah, it's like a 20 yard touchdown, though, it doesn't, it's not really a rob. I, I don't know. I don't like it when somebody else is getting red zone touches other than the primary back. But yes, I, I, I'll give you that. I'll give it, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah, it's not um, like it was a goal line carry where he sniped him, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but still, red zone carries to other, to the secondary backs bother me. Um, but what do you bid on Naheem Hines at home, Jacksonville? I think I go around five to ten percent, somewhere in there. Yeah, I still, again, I think that's too high. Um, I, I don't think you'll have to bid all that much to get him because he's a backup running back. Now, if you are a Jonathan Taylor owner, I think he's a must own. I, I why like you. Because you want that production locked in. I, okay. I don't think what I will say is if Jonathan Taylor, for some reason, goes down for the rest of the season, you think Naheem Hines steps into that role? You don't think that they just activate Mac and feature Mac? Yeah, I, I don't think they feature Mac. Otherwise, they'd already be trying to at least a little bit more there. There's a clear reason I. I I've been a big fan of Naheem Hines. He's a top 20 running back last year in fantasy. Um, and that was Jonathan Taylor's rookie year and Taylor's taken more, a bigger slice of that pie. So if Taylor were to go down, I think Naheem Hines is a RB two at worst. Um, so yeah, I, I think Naheem Hines should be owned 43% owned, um, must own if you are a Jonathan Taylor owner, because you want to lock in that position. Um, and I don't think you have to spend to get him. I think 5% max is what I would go. Um, and again, Jason, to your point, or I guess more to my point, it's handcuff season. You want to own backups now. You should be able to project all your buys out and know what your roster looks like on a weekly basis. And if you can get Naheem Hines and figure out if he fits in in case of an injury and if it never happens that's fine but you shouldn't be relying on him at this point okay he's I'm a not, he's a good but like like you, you sounded like two, you really disagree with me there but you settled five percent or less i said five to ten it's really i mean that's pretty close yeah. that's yeah, just a couple max, bucks i i love the next three weeks for him jacksonville at buffalo and home against tampa bay I think those are great matchups for Naheem Hines. We'll see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, continue, continuing to monitor his usage uh, is going to be nice. Um, that offense really is clicking right now, and that offensive line is incredible. So uh, It's true. 
It's a team I'm a huge fan of. Sidebar, rest of season, who is your running back one? Would you take anybody over my running back one, Jonathan Taylor? No, I don't think so. Um, I I just don't think you can. Um, I if uh, if McCaffrey stays healthy, he he would be the person I would put over him. Okay, all right, fair, fair, fair. But I think because of those health concerns, I would definitely stick with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, that's fine. And the fact that he doesn't have a really shitty quarterback in Sam Darnold. <laughs> Who can't stop throwing interceptions? Cannot. Yeah, he just, he just <laughs> hey, hey, I like your you color there. jersey. Look at that. That's a pretty color. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it up close. Oh. oh, hey, I like you. All right. We got some, uh, we got some more dusty running backs we need to dust off here. Random ass running backs. <laughs> Saints running back, Mark Ingram, played 36% of snaps on nine carries. 43 yards, five catches on five targets for another 21 yards. Double digit fantasy points, eight touches in his debut last week, increased to 14 this week. You cannot ignore those five targets. Um, You know, I, I actually had him on my roster at one point in our 12 teamer. I dropped him and picked up uh, Jordan Howard, who we're going to talk about later, but Mark Ingram, the role cannot be ignored. I think he should be rostered. If for no other reason, I think he's worth rostering as the handcuff to Kamara. Like if you have Kamara, you should pick up Mark Ingram. But then he's also starting to flirt with flex worthiness and plus matchups. If they're going to be up, uh, then he's worth playing. Yeah, congratulations, Mark Ingram. Uh, one of the few players in the NFL that does not have a bye this year because he got traded in midseason. Uh, so if anything else that helps his yearly ranking because uh, he won't sit out a week and will literally play 18 games. Um, I um, One, I agree with you. I think that his values hurt tremendously if Taysom Hills takes over at starting quarterback, which I think is a real possibility there. Yeah. Um, because Simeon was fine and we all know that Peyton has has the old rager for uh, Taysom Hill. So it, at some point I would anticipate that happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, for now, if Simeon's going to be the quarterback, then Ingram should be rostered. All right. Man, you're I, not- I don't I, I don't think you need a bid on him. I think he's a zero bid. Zero bid for me as well. Now, our next. Random ass running back. <laughs> hey, that's my line. Is Devonta Freeman. Yeah. Devonta Freeman rostered in a whopping 14% of ESPN leagues. Shockingly low. Played almost 60% of snaps. 13 carries, 80 yards, three targets, two catches, four yards, and a touchdown. Double digits. His last three games lead back while Lat Murray is out. Do you think he? Do you think he goes back to a second secondary role when Murray returns? Probably. probably. <laughs> if Murray is out next week, I think he's at worst a flex option. Probably top thirty, yeah. low yep. end RB two. Um, are you? I I think he's a decent zero bid or a bye week pinch kind of fill in. I think you'd make nice for yeah. this week. Yeah, he's a great ad if you have Joe Mixon and you need somebody and you're like, hey, hopefully he scores a touchdown. And like, this would be a fine start. Again, double digits the last three weeks. He's had a couple catches each of the last couple. This is the first week. He, yeah, he, he scored a touchdown in three straight. So if he's going to find a way to get in the end zone every week somehow, and that's just kind of what the lead Baltimore Ravens running back does, he's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would go. I, again, I think this is a if you're in a tough spot, I wouldn't bid more than 5%. Um, if you're in a if you're in bi week hell this week, um, he's more than worthy of a play. Yep. Now. My I think well, I think this might be my last random ass running back. Jordan Howard 
Uh, Jordan yeah. Howard played f- only 40%. I say only. It's a decent amount. 40% of snaps. However, he did carry the ball 17 times for 71 yards and a score. <laughs> Somehow seems to be the Eagles lead running back at least. Unbelievable. At least for one more week while Miles Sanders is out. You're not going to get anything in the passing game. Let's be honest. Nothing in the passing game. Let's be honest. 12 touches in two games. Uh, his He has at least 12 touches in two games and scored three touchdowns. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he has Denver this week at Denver. Sanders is on IR for at least one more week. Where do you put Jordan Howard? Low end RB2, high end flex. Ladies and gentlemen of the fantasy football sackers, I'd like to admit something to you that I started Kenny Kane well last week against the Detroit Lions, and he had zero carries until garbage time and averaged two yards a carry. This past week, I dropped Kenny Gainwell and picked up Boston Scott, and he had. 10 carries for 40 yards. And Kenny Gainwell scored a touchdown. And meanwhile, Jordan Howard has scored 30 points in half PPR the last two weeks combined. And if I were to go pick him up, he will do nothing this week against the Denver Broncos. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I'm just saying that if I pick him up, he's going to do nothing. So... I make this promise to you, the fantasy football sacko listener, that I will not be bidding on him. I will not pick him up so that he will hopefully help you win this week against the Denver Broncos. Score another two touchdowns. He might. Um, I mean, he's averaged four yards carry each of the last couple of weeks. 17 carries is nothing to sneeze at. Um, all of a sudden, they Miles Sanders goes down and they're like, hey, let's run the ball. OK, yeah, let's do it. Um, this is a split backfield. If Jordan Howard isn't scoring touchdowns, then he's going to score under seven or eight points. It's a, he's a very touchdown dependent person at Denver. They got carved up pretty good against the Browns, but it's a, it's the Browns where they have a great offensive line and they're just going to run it down your throat sort of thing. Um, Denver destroyed Dallas this week. They couldn't do anything against them. Um, them playing in altitude doesn't really interest me that much. Um, I, I think this is a $5 bid max because Miles Sanders is coming back. So then it becomes a four headed backfield where Howard literally didn't have a carry until Sanders got hurt in week eight. I just wouldn't go overboard. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Do I tell my extended family that I have the Performance Package 4.0 from the Global Leaders and Below the Waist Grooming? Not to mention that the fact that it includes the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to tame my bush and score brownie points with the in-laws. Give yourself some Manscaped. Or, ladies, the man in your life who needs it. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with 20% off and free shipping with code SACOS. That's right. Use code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S, at manscaped.com to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, and let your wife tell everybody about how much she loved your holiday spread. Oh, my. Uh, If you have not already gone to manscaped.com and seen the incredible products that are available i would encourage you to do so use promo code sacos s-a-c-k-o-s 20 percent off your order free shipping worldwide and uh thanksgiving's coming up lots to be thankful for uh listeners we are thankful for you and trust me you'll be thankful for manscaped yeah uh on the real um, not just because they are our sponsors, but it's one of those deals where I never actually tried any of their products prior to them sponsoring us, which, um, that's just kind of how I am, or I guess how I was. Um, but after trying three products, I believe in more than anything else other than the weed whacker itself, which is phenomenal. Um, 
I love the body wash, which uh, I, I do use. too. It smells great. It's fantastic. It is so good. It, and I'm then just so fresh, so clean, so fresh and so clean, clean. The the boxer briefs are probably the most comfortable boxer briefs that I own. No Fine. lies detected. And then finally, the um, the the shed travel bag. I never really had a place to like put my stuff, and it's actually mm. like a a really like nice place to put my stuff. So yeah, those are the three. Th- if I could recommend anything other than. The lawnmower, it would be it would be those things. So yeah. Always important to find places to put your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, you know, I get my little cubby hole on one shelf and then my wife gets the rest of it. She has so many things. Be careful. Well, it's much more important that she looks good than me. So she gets priority. <laughs> That's fair. Keep talking. So I would just say, or I would, I would just remind our listeners: if you, uh, if you use code Sackos, you get twenty percent off free shipping at Manscaped.com. Use it at checkout; it helps out the show and uh, keeps us motivated to do stuff like I don't know, create draft kits and stuff this off season that we're going to try and move for the first time. So, oh God, I know. But either way, I'm just saying, um. You know, you guys have really helped us out this season, especially. And thank you guys so much for all the support of the pod. Without you, we wouldn't be doing it. So with that, let's dive back in. Let's dive back in. Let's talk receivers. Oh, you're not going to ask me if I have any more running backs to talk about? If you do, they're junk. Uh, Ty Johnson is junk. Does that count? Yeah, he's owned in 20% of leagues. Six touches. He scored a touchdown. Okay, six touches. He he also lost a fumble, um, but their offense has been good. Like we we recommended him last week. I'm just following through with a Ty Johnson. Oh yeah, uh, there's comments. better options. There's better options. He's been in double digits each of the last four games. There's better options. Go on. Who's next? He's been consistent. He's been really good. Don't care. Go on. Who's next? Wow, God, you shut me down faster than I'll well, stop. Um, uh, Eno Benjamin. Um, Who? Eno Benjamin? Benjamin. Eno. Eno Benjamin. So, with uh, Chase Edmonds having a high ankle sprain uh, for the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals, he played one snap, came out. James Conner shows up, scores three touchdowns, absolutely goes off. And here's. Eno Benjamin and yes James Conner obviously dominated um, the backfield but I mean Eno scored a touchdown in nine carries 39 yards just something to monitor at 11 fantasy points um, no I'm, I'm just putting him on your radar you don't need to bid on him he should, I would he not, should not add, be rostered I would not add Eno Benjamin in a 20 team league you're wrong Eno Benjamin is hot trash this is a hot hot trash waiver wire advice by alex croak please continue you're you're absolutely i can't wait to see who's after you know benjamin please i'm all he's he's no he's he's the last person Uh, he's the last person you dug out of the trash heap random ass running man yeah um he should be looked at he had 11 points Psalms. If James Conner goes down, which he could get dinged up, just saying, Eno Benjamin, throw him on your radar. Doesn't need to be rostered. Just somebody to know who he is. All right. Well, that's over. Um. Now, my God. Back to actual waivers. And receivers as we change positions, something Alex isn't used to. Yeah, I, I usually don't get this far in the podcast, but I'm still awake. First up, Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup was close to rece- I, I thought you were gonna say Malik Turner and I was gonna freak out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks like Gallup's gonna be back in week ten. Um yeah. The Cowboys get the Chiefs. Um, 
it looks like they got a streak of maybe some positive matchups coming their way. Do you have any interest in Michael Gallup coming back now to refresh everybody's mind or memory? He had seven targets week one against the Bucks before getting hurt. Yeah, we've talked about him for the last couple of weeks. He's a great speculative ad uh, rostered in just under 50% of leagues. Go ahead and add him. You don't have to bid on him. Nobody knows who that he's even available because he's had zero points for the last eight weeks. Um, you should add him zero bid speculative ad and hopefully he comes through as a as a great flex play down the stretch because they have a great schedule. A bit of added advice. If you are a Dalton Schultz manager, I would try to trade away Dalton Schultz because I think the return return of Michael Gallup is going to hurt Schultz's performance over the next several weeks. So that is Schultz wasn't really doing anything until garbage time this week. Um, He hasn't had a game over. Uh, six catches, but his targets have been remarkably consistent for a tight end. Um, I would be shocked if he's still not a top tight end, ten, or sorry, a top 10 tight end the rest of the way. Easy for me to say. Yeah, easy for you to say. Um, so, yeah, spec ad, I don't think you have to spend more than 0 to 5% to land Gallup. Yep. Next Zero. up, next up, we have Rashad Bateman. Yeah. Rashad Bateman is only rostered in about 25% of ESPN leagues. Now that number has been climbing steadily, adding too low. more than 5% in the last week. Um, we've, I feel like we've talked about him loosely a couple times, um, but he had eight targets, five catches, 52 yards. Only Bateman, Andrews, and Brown saw more than five targets in week nine. Lamar's having to pass because they can't really run because they don't really have a whole lot of running back options. Um, True. He's definitely a big play threat. And he is. Could have a presence in the red zone. I think there's upside there. Yeah, and, and he's a rookie and he had the groin injury to start the year and he's only played Ow. in three games. <laughs> Sorry, wrong. <laughs> I should have said this like f- what five minutes earlier. Um, so yeah, I, I like Rashad Bateman a considerable amount. I think he had a first down on every catch. I mean, Adam, I mean, uh, was, was talking about him all game about, Oh, he had a catch. It's going to be a first down. I think, uh, so he's got 12 catch. I think 11 of them have come for first down so far. Um, a couple of fun tweets that I saw, uh, one from Alex Johnson, which is a underscore Johnson FF Rashad Batesman, Rashad Bateman's target shares since returning from injury have been 22%, 14% and 20%, which is sizable. Um, and another one from Jared Smola, it's uh, he's at Smola DS Rashad Bateman coming off the bye week. He had season high in snaps at 66%. Season high routes at 82% and season high targets of eight targets. Um, he's trending up in an explosive offense that likes to throw the ball downfield to Hollywood Brown. They also need that possession receiver, Sammy Watkins. We all know he only stays healthy for one week a season, and that's week one. Um, and Rashad Bateman is the rookie who could explode in the second half here. Um and they, they have a pretty favorable schedule um, at Miami this Thursday at Chicago, which is fine. Cleveland at Pittsburgh at Cleveland again. Uh, and then the playoffs are home against Green Bay at Cincinnati. And I do not like the Rams matchup. But um, yeah, Rashad Bateman should be rostering more than 25% of leagues. And I think he's a borderline flex play going forward. Like it. How much fab are you spending? Uh, I don't think you need to spend anything really to get him. Yeah. I I drop he's still, a, he's, I would he's drop still fine under the radar. I would drop one or two bucks and that'd be it. Yeah. Just to try and get the zero bid. Um, next up, somebody I actually like more than Rashad Bateman is Brandon Ayuk. Oh, do you? For the 49ers. I might. He had eight targets, 15 targets in his last two games. 
Against Arizona, he converted his eight targets into six catches for 89 yards and a score. He also had a rushing attempt. Finished with 16 fantasy points. Um, I like him for no other reason than, holy crap, does that schedule look super appealing the week after next. Jacksonville, Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. Holy crap, I want every single 49ers player I can for the playoff stretch run. That's Um, fair. I think he's also cheap, so if he does happen to be rostered, which he's rostered in about 45% of ESPN leagues. I think if he does happen to be rostered in your ESPN league, you could also probably get him pretty cheaply. Uh, Somebody that I'm probably going, or some people I'm probably going to be trying to trade away personally this week as the trade deadline is looming are Chase Claypool and Kadarius Toney. Uh, Those are guys that I feel like some people will view as names. Claypool has been Noodle Burger throwing him the ball and just hasn't really produced at that ceiling level because Ben can't get it to him. And Tony, I don't even know. That's what happens when you get old. Yeah. Tony, I don't even know what you do with him. He had one target all of week nine uh, against Las Vegas. So rough. I think you're going to see a mass Kadarius Tony dropping this week, especially given the fact that they're on a bye. Would you trade uh, Allen Robinson for Mr. Ayuk? Would I trade away Allen Robinson for? Yeah. Probably. Okay. Just just curious. I, I just throwing out a name that has very little value at this point. Um, uh, yeah, man. How far has he fallen if that's the case? Uh, Bears have right. the Ravens next week. Uh, then Lions, Cardinals, Packers, Vikes, Seahawks, Giants to end the fantasy football season. Eight Week it's 18 is against the Vikes. Yeah, it's a fine playoff schedule. Yeah, actually. Vikings, Seahawks, Giants. That's excellent. I would yeah. not mind some Allen Robinson. Or actually, you know what? I wouldn't mind some David Montgomery. Yeah, all uh, we're... I promise you guys a podcast is coming. We're going to talk about trade values because we have it set up and ready to go. I just wanted to factor it in this week. Um, the bears have a great playoff schedule. Um, and uh, maybe, maybe some players you should be targeting. Cause that, that's a, that's a, those are three great matchups. So I, but back to Brandon, I, I would definitely yeah. think about adding him. Um, if he is available, at least in a 12-teamer, see how he does against the Rams. The game is at home. So while it is the Rams, at least there's a little bit of an even playing field there. Uh, hopefully Von Miller sits another week. But uh, man, does that schedule look pretty after that. I think he's very much been helped by the fact that Debo Samuel's been banged up at least a little bit. And we all know that Debo Samuel uh, has a tough time staying healthy. So... Maybe we're getting to the point in the season where Ayuk starts taking over if if Debo can't stay healthy. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, my, are you are you spending any fab on Ayuk if he's out there? If so, how much? Zero. Okay, I would do less than five. Uh, my next receiver, pass catcher, uh, somebody that I actually had on my own team and dropped because I'm an idiot is Pat Fryermuth of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Six targets this week against the Bears, turned him into five catches, 43 yards, two scores, 19 fantasy points, and half PPR. What a freaking monster this guy is. I think he could end up being a second-half stud. Uh, Has Detroit at home next week. If Pat Fryermuth is out there, I'm adding Pat Fryermuth. He basically is either... I don't know. He's probably... He's right next to double digit points in each of his last three games, including the Chicago mm-hmm. Bears game. I mean, popped off for basically 20. So uh, his schedule coming up is Detroit at the Chargers at Cincinnati. That's a beautiful schedule for me. Uh, I'm adding Pat Fryermuth everywhere I can if I am desperate at tight end. Yeah, six or more targets each of the last three games. Um, if you're desperate at tight end, he's a great add. And I don't think you need to spend to get him. Um, maybe, maybe a buck or two, just to make sure we make sure that nobody else gets him. Yep. 
Um, we are at the hour mark, so I'm going to leave it. Is there anybody else that you really have a burning desire to chat about, Alex? Um, I, I just real quick wanted to touch on Elijah Moore, who kind of went off at least a little bit for the Jets. Um, the Jets offenses look surprisingly competent, even without our guy, Mike White, uh, this week. Um, Josh Johnson. The, the journeyman was targeting him all over the place. Elijah Moore is owned in 15% of leagues. He has six or more targets each of the last three games and essentially 10 fantasy points each of those games. Um, yes, Corey Davis wasn't playing, um, but and they were getting blown out. But still, two touchdowns, nothing to sneeze at. It should be on your radar. A um, couple other guys, uh, two Falcons players, um, one being Russell Gage. Um, who after a, a week of zero against the Carolina Panthers um, came back against New Orleans, had eight targets, seven catches, 64 yards. Um, Matt Ryan is a sneaky, okay start going forward as well. He's thrown for 300 yards in three of his last four games. Um, so just, just wanted to throw that out there. Um, they're a playoff team currently like you wouldn't think about it but they're currently in the playoffs matt ryan's been fine you have cordero Cordero patterson um but they're they're slinging the ball and if russell gage is their number one going forward then i think that's fine honestly like I, i think he's fine um somebody else christian kirk um is only rostered in 55% of leagues. I know he doesn't meet our 50% threshold, but he's wide receiver 21 on the year. I I just don't understand why he's not rostered in more leagues. I know if you've been burned by him before, I get it. Um, he's had one week where he scored one point, but every other week he's been over six, um, including one, two, three, four, five out of nine weeks being over 10 points. So... I don't know, 55% of the time he's going to give you a 10-point week and he's wide receiver 21. That's fine. Um, Should be rostered in more than that. Um, And then I mentioned Donovan Peoples-Jones earlier um, in the pod. Um, If he's going to be their number two, um, he's kind of their deep play shot guy. Um, Just somebody to be aware of. I don't think he necessarily... I, I would not add him, but I think he's just somebody to be aware of. All right. I, uh, I don't necessarily hate any of those. The one guy, the other one person I would look at adding, if you missed on Pat Mahomes, if you have an injured Kyler Murray, if you missed on Josh Allen, Lamar, I like me a little bit of Carson Wentz. Yeah, he, I had him written down. He's owned 50.3% of leagues. I agree with you. 50% of leagues. He's available in half of ESPN leagues. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback right now. Multiple mm-hmm. touchdowns in each of the last six games in a row. Three, a tu- three touchdowns in each of the last three games. The guy has been remarkably consistent. He only mm-hmm. has one single digit fantasy game on the entire season and that was at Tennessee in week three so I think that Carson Wentz you could do a lot worse than Carson Wentz at quarterback so I I would look to stream him in week 10 at home against Jacksonville you gotta be thinking multiple touchdowns again for Carson Wentz in week 10 yeah, I I totally agree with you. I think people were sleeping on him. Um, I was surprised that people were sleeping on him, um, at least a little bit. Um, I, I had if here we go. We're we're at week ten. Jason, I just went on our website to check out our preseason rankings. I Carson Wentz ranked as the eleventh ranked quarterback. Did you We've really? Guess. Yeah, he's currently quarterback uh, ten. Would you like to guess where you had him? 18 20. that's absolutely correct 18. You have an 18 yeah yeah i uh i don't know man i just remember him looking lost in philly and he does not look lost in that dome 
And so love the um, dome. Um, yeah, I, I had him at um, I had him at 11 and that was with Deshaun Watson ranked at six, assuming he was going to play um, this year. So technically I have him at nine. So we're getting there. Yeah. And he's actually he's under contract again uh, next season. So that, yeah, for he, a while. Yeah, he doesn't have an out until after next season. So interesting yeah i mean i think he's gonna be there for a while i agree and he's yeah and him and michael pittman jr are really starting to click a little bit ty oh Hilton my god when, pittman jr incredible really really great he, he was going way too late in drafts yeah um and ty when he came back in that game he flashed so it's like they'll like pascal looks okay doesn't really seem like they're targeting tight ends much um but between Naheem Hines and Taylor out of the backfield, like you got to like the prospects of Wentz going forward. Absolutely. Well, that is going to do it for us, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, please follow us on all the social medias. We are at the FF Sackos everywhere. Um, please download, like, subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube. And oh my God, if you are listening to this on an Apple device and you have not left us a freaking review on Apple Podcasts, I will do unspeakable things for you to leave me a five-star review on Apple on Apple Podcasts. Honestly, I will probably, I will literally throw like free links to people that give us five-star Apple reviews to, uh, I think, our, our draft kit. That's what I think I'm going to do to try and promo this. I mean, good good luck. I mean, I I went and hosted an entire auction draft, and only one person left us a um, oh. uh, a review. So it I, takes we, one I click. Offer, yeah, I I offered to pay people a dollar, and literally nobody left anything. So I don't even know if people are listening to us. I think they're just downloading it. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.